This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Just can't help himself. You know, some people like that. They just have urges. They have they have desires, and they just can't control them. Well, with our uh, commander in chief, he's got a little little uh, quirk in him when he is around women, like attractive women, young women. He just has to touch them. It's just something he can't control. Uh, Joe Biden sat down, stood up, walked around with the Weather Channel's uh, Stephanie Abrams. Who says Joe Biden won't face the tough questions while the uh, controversy swirls around him about his pay for play scheme, about bribes he's taken from oligarchs, from uh, adversarial countries, the evidence mounts. We're going to get to that. We got a whole new dump of evidence, hard evidence against the Biden family from uh, the House Oversight Committee just breaking this morning. We'll get to that. Uh, we'll never, we'll, we'll never hear Joe Biden uh, answer a question about it. Nobody will put him on the spot. He will uh, duck and hide the way he always does in the mainstream media. We'll be there to protect him. But uh, he decided yesterday, and we knew this would be comedy gold, he decided he would sit down with the Weather Channel at the Grand Canyon to talk about what else? The climate crisis, the, the one existential threat facing us. This is a man, this is a, a, a doddering, senile old man who doesn't have the first clue about uh, climate change. He couldn't explain to you uh, the first thing about it, but he's latched onto it like all Democrats to instill fear in voters, instill fear in uh, simple minded young people, uh, gullible young people telling them if we don't give him more power, more money, more taxes, then uh, the world will end in a ball of fire. It, obviously, it's absurd. Any thinking person knows it's just a, 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 a cynical political strategy. But and it is really not he's not the guy to articulate it. Uh, but uh, I guess you feel safe when you sit down with the Weather Channel and all you're going to do is talk about how uh, the climate, the global boiling is going to kill us all. Uh, so he sits down with this woman and then he walks around with her and he talks about how we have to stop drilling and stop oil and stop fossil fuels to save the planet. More of this just absolute nonsense. But the highlight, uh, the takeaway was that this woman, Stacey Abrams, an absolute climate hysteric, talking about uh, the, 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 you know, the world burning up. She sounds like AOC, typical, just brainless lemming. Anyway, uh, here is Joe Biden standing there with, Stapes, uh, with uh, Stephanie Abrams, and uh, he's looking at her there. If you're watching along, he's leering at her, and she seems like an attractive young woman. And then he goes in for the feel, the touch. He can't control himself. Let's watch. Are you prepared to declare a national emergency with respect to climate change? I've already done that. National emergency, we've conserved more land. We've moved in, the, we've rejoined the Paris Climate Accord. We've passed a $368 billion climate control facility. We're, we're, we're moving. It's the, it is the existential threat to humanity. So you've already declared that national emergency. Well, in the practice, you have a bug on it. Oh, thanks. Appreciate it. So you've already declared that national emergency. Practically speaking, yes. Yeah. 
First of all, you've always, she's like, you've already declared a national emergency. When did that happen? He doesn't even understand the question. She wants an official, a declaration of emergency that we're, uh, we have to just stop, stop using fossil fuels now to save our, and he reaches in, you got a bug on you. And of course the bug is not like on her shoulder or like on the top of her head. It's right there on her uh, right bosom. And Joe takes care of that. He gets rid of that bug. And she says, thank you. Oh, can you imagine being his handler, one of his visiting angels, standing off camera, praying that he makes it through without a real big gaffe, and he decides now's the time to touch this woman? (laughs) Oh, he cannot help himself. Uh, He does, he does, he doesn't let us down. He does talk uh, incoherently. He sounds old, uh, older than ever, tired. I guess it was a long trip out to Arizona. You know what else is out in Arizona, by the way? I just thought of this. There's a border. There's an actual border between our country and the country below us. That would be Mexico. There's a border that's wide open where cartel members control it, where, uh, where terrorists and drug dealers and human traffickers are flowing freely over the border, overwhelming the cities, small towns and big cities in this country. We can get to that. We have, uh, we have another mayor, I should say, another governor of a sanctuary state begging people to take illegal aliens into their homes to solve the, uh, the uh, immigration crisis. But Joe didn't bother taking that trip. I guess it'd be, I don't know, an hour at most, maybe jump in a helicopter, head down to the border, see how it's going. Nope, still hasn't gone to the border. Two and a half years into his presence, into his presidency, seven million illegals have already crossed the border, and he doesn't care. All part of the plan. He was also close by San Diego, where he could have gone and seen the families, the Gold Star families who lost their loved ones in his disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan. We talked about that yesterday. He doesn't give a damn about them either. He cares about climate and climate change and uh, scaring the young generation into handing over all their, all the money and all the power to the Democrats. That's the goal here. But uh, he did sit down. He did talk about, I guess, climate. And what does Joe do when Joe does an interview? Joe lies. Joe repeats the same lies over and over and over again. He can't help himself. He just can't help himself. He tells Stephanie Abrams that climate change is real because, wait for it, when he was a kid, there was oily rain (laughs) that they couldn't get off their windshield. Who told him this was a good anecdote? Who told him it was a a good line to, to, to make up this nonsense about oily rain in Delaware in the 1930s. It just, even if it's true, it sounds so silly. I mean, we've been, we've heard all the scare tactics. We've gone from global uh, cooling to global warming to holes in the ozone layer to acid rain. We've heard all the tactics. They've all been wrong. All the predictions have failed. This, he's the only guy I've heard talk about oily rain and, and claim that is climate change. It's just so absurd. But again, he can't help himself. I'm sure his handlers, his speech writers, his, his aides tell him, you know, let's stick to, let's stick to climate and let's stick to existential. Just keep saying existential. 
Instead, he goes to uh, Oily Rain in Claremont, Delaware, when he was a kid. Let's watch. What is your administration doing to address environmental justice? 40% of all the funding is going to go to those people. Look, I was raised in a town called Claymont, Delaware. Okay. When you got up in the morning, my mother would drive us to the little Catholic school we went to about three-quarters of a mile up the Philadelphia Pike. The first day of frost, you turn on the windshield wiper, there'd be an oil slick. Higher cancer rates than almost anywhere in America. I understand what these frontline communities are going through. Route 9 in Delaware, the same thing. Look what's going on in Louisiana. So we're focusing on those areas to get the help first. First, first. And 40% of it's going to go to them. <laughs> just, just making it up. As I, I just read uh, about the last time he did that, he was in Somerset, Massachusetts, as you recall. And that's when he said he had cancer. He announced to the world he had cancer, which he, he doesn't. He didn't. But he talked about oily rain getting on the windshield, just out of the blue, talking about how uh, how he had to turn on the wipers when there was a, f- a frost and the frost was oily because of climate change. It's one thing to try to scare people in, in with this climate change nonsense. It's another thing to have someone like him who's completely incapable of, of putting a sentence together. And you want to tell he, you want him to tell you that if we don't take drastic action, we're all going to die. It, it's so the whole I, I can't help but go back to uh, George Carlin. George Carlin's famously talked about you know global warming and said the planet is fine. People are effed. The planet is fine. It's been here four and a half, five billion years. It's been through cooling, went been through warming. It's been through every imaginable uh, weather. Uh, experience, extreme weather, the idea that suddenly in the year 2023, human beings, because they are using fossil fuels, the greatest thing God ever gave us, uh, are going to ruin, destroy, end the planet is so absurd. But hey, I guess it's working. People are buying into it. People are, uh, they they won't even hear uh, counterpoints. By the way, You know who John Coleman is? John Coleman is the founder of Weather Channel. I believe he's no longer with us, but he's on record many, many times of saying climate change is a hoax. There is no such thing as man-made climate change. He founded the Weather Channel. And uh, now the Weather Channel has this woman on saying, what are you going to do about environmental justice? What does that even mean? Environmental justice. And and Joe's answer is, 40% 40% is going to that area, the web, uh, Louisiana. We're going to 40%. We're going to do it and take care of it. Like, what are you even talking about? It's not like we don't have real problems. <laughs> While he was sitting and doing this interview with the Weather Channel and, and, and you know, fondling the poor uh, uh, reporter, talking about oily rain in Delaware in the 1930s, uh, did you know that China and uh, and Russia have a joint naval exercise off the coast of Alaska? Did you know that? No. Did you know that uh, uh, Ukraine, the Ukraine war is escalating and uh, certain people in Russia are threatening to use nukes? Did you know that our southern border is wide open? Did you know fentanyl killed over 100,000 people last year? Do you know cities are just overrun with crime and drugs and homelessness? And you have this old cadaver wandering aimlessly around the uh, uh, Grand Canyon telling people <laughs> what else don't jump that one of the six thoughts left in his 
decaying cranium. Don't jump. Uh, but all this is going on, real problems, actual problems, real existential threats, you know, like World War Three. And he's talking about the weather and how we have to send more money to Louisiana or stop all drilling or, or confiscate a million acres in the Great Canyon and stop all uranium mining, which makes us more dependent on China and Russia and, and countries in Africa because we can't dig our own uranium because, no, that would be, I don't, I don't know, that would be, uh, 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 that would cause climate change. I don't even know why. I don't know why we can't mine our old minerals. We're going to use them. We're just going to buy them from other countries. And you know how they're going to get them? They're going to dig in the earth too. So we will preserve the earth and the environment here, but they'll dig it up there to serve us. So how does that help the earth? I don't get it. I never will understand. But do we have any more from Joe with uh, this poor this this poor woman from the Weather Channel? Or do we move? you ready to move on to the big scandal of the day? Um. I don't have any more with her, but here's the the classic uh, don't jump while he's at the Grand Canyon. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, there's video of him from a distance wandering around the edge of the uh, Grand Canyon. <laughs> it's Do, very funny know, visual if you're looking at it. He just comes out of a bush near the edge. You know you know, everyone yeah. in his entourage who said, don't let him get too close to the edge. You know, just don't let him go to the edge because he will fall right in. But uh, all right, let's watch. Don't jump. They laugh. Why are they laughing? I why is that funny? Why, why does he say it? Anytime he's anywhere, don't jump. Another symptom of dementia. There's only seven or eight thoughts left in that cranium and they just come out at random times. He gets, oh, he can't do it. Anyway, that's not the big news. Joe Biden doing an interview, I believe the first interview in a month, uh, with the Weather Channel. Very important, uh, very important uh, sit-down interview. But this is just breaking this morning. Of course, nobody's going to ask him about it. No one will cut. Co- oh, I shouldn't say no one. Uh, Newsmax will cover it, Fox News, the New York Post, and the mainstream media, as usual, will give it a good leaving alone. I've been watching all the uh, networks, the cable news channels. It is amazing. They just do wall-to-wall coverage on Trump. Nothing but Trump all day, all night. They just bring on one Trump hater after another, talking about the threat to democracy. He must be stopped and uh, and, uh, uh, predicting, previewing the next indictment. Well, here's my prediction. The next indictment in Atlanta will come today. Today or tomorrow. Usually it's one day after a big bombshell implicating Joe Biden in his son's uh, dirty business dealings. Invariably, one day later, Trump gets indicted. He will get indicted tomorrow, today or tomorrow, in Atlanta. They've already set up barricades, shut shut off uh, closed roads in Atlanta. They're excited. This is like, you know, hosting the Olympics all over again. Fannie Willis, the DA there, the police chief, they are all Trump haters. They cannot wait to indict Trump in Atlanta. Uh, And as Trump said, that will be it. He'll clinch the nomination with his latest indictment. Uh, It is perhaps the most political of them all. These are people, uh, Fannie Willis said she's been preparing for this for two and a half years. She cannot wait to indict the evil orange man. Uh, She wants to stop him. 
They all want to stop him. She wants to boast and brag to her friends. I'm, I'm stopping Trump. I'm arresting Trump. I'm going to put him in prison. The police chief has already said he will take a mugshot. Unlike these other locations where he's been indicted, unlike the uh, federal cases in this case, the chief is very excited. He said they will fingerprint him and they will take a mugshot. And it will be the most famous mugshot ever taken. Probably it'll be on t-shirts the next day. Trump will take Trump will take a good mug shot. You know, it'll be a good one. It'll be a scowl. I'm not sure he'll be able to wear his tie, but he'll uh, look uh, menacing and look right at the camera and that thing will go around the world. But uh, this is just breaking. Not that anyone on NBC, on NBC or CBS or CNN or New York Times or Boston Globe gives a damn, but the evidence is overwhelming. Your, your, your president... Joe Biden sold out the country. Your president and his family have made tens of millions of dollars selling access to his office, uh, adjusting and altering policy in response to payments from foreign governments. It is, it is, again, overwhelming. There's no other way to describe it. I've gone through it before. When you hear people like uh, Mass Rep uh, Jake Auchenklaus, remember her? She was at the... Uh, event in Somerset. Joe Biden gave a shout out to Jake says, where is she? But uh, he went on TV and said, they got nothing. They got no evidence. All they're trying to do is distract. I can't imagine how you could have more evidence. I really cannot. We have gone through it before. We have uh, two IRS whistleblowers, three FBI whistleblowers, three people, uh, two so far, a third coming soon, who worked in the company with Hunter Biden and Joe Biden, who know where all the bodies are buried, who have testified, have told their stories. Bob Alinsky, Devin Archer. We have 170 suspicious activity reports. We have 20 shell companies. We have encrypted email, uh, uh, encrypted messages. We have email aliases to cover for Joe Biden. We have nine family members who've already received money. We have the the uh, oligarch from Russia, the woman, Batarina, who met with Joe Biden at Cafe Milano and shortly thereafter wired three and a half million dollars to Hunter Biden. Gee, Jake Auchincloss, would that count as evidence? Would that count as having something on Joe Biden? Sure sounds incriminating to me, uh, but that's just the beginning. It just, it, it's, it's, it's just overwhelming, again, what they have here. Here it is from uh, Fox News this morning. Uh, following Devin Archer's bombshell congressional interview last week, alleging President Biden's deep involvement in Hunter Biden's business dealings. A new light is being cast on his son's longtime business partner who stands to know even more. Eric Schwerin visited the Obama White House and then uh, Vice President's residence at least 36 times, likely to make him the next target of the House Oversight Committee. Schwerin was a founding partner and managing director of Hunter's now-dissolved Rosemont Seneca Partners. And when he was... uh, appointed by then President Obama to the Commission for the Preservation of America's Heritage Abroad. He was the money man. In her book, Bo Biden's Widow, Hunter Biden's Main Squeeze, says Eric Schwering handled all their financial dealings, all of them, for the family, for Joe, for Hunter. He's turned on Hunter. He doesn't like Hunter anymore. (laughs) No surprise. He is the next one to testify. He knows where the money is. you couple that, and we're going to get to the uh, the latest uh, from uh, from Peter Schweitzer.
cancer, which is absolutely incriminating. I mean, just, just bombshell stuff, absolute bombshell stuff. This is from House Oversight Committee James Comer. He released a third memo Wednesday morning, that would be today, about the Biden's family foreign business dealings producing bank records purporting to show Hunter Biden and his business associates received millions in payments from Russia and Kazakhstan when his father was vice president. The 19-page memo, which provides screenshots of redacted bank records, says millions in payments came from Ukrainian energy company Burisma, as well as Russian oligarch Yelena Banarina and Kazakhstani oligarch Kenes Rakashev, uh, and that then-Vice President attended dinners with Batarina, Rakashev, and a representative from Burisma. So the guy who said he never talked to Hunter about business dealings had dinner in D.C. with all these shady characters. And as a result, his family received millions. How could there be a more clear-cut case of corruption? What more could you, could there be? It's just incredible that we're not <laughs> impeaching him today. I mean, you can't be more corrupt than Joe Biden. Uh, quote, then Vice President Biden met in person for significant periods of time with those individuals or their representatives. Then Vice President joined approximately 20 phone calls on speakerphone with Hunter Biden's foreign business associates and attended dinners with foreign oligarchs who paid huge sums of money to Hunter Biden. Joe Biden, the brand, was the only product the Bidens sold. The memo reads, bank records, and uh, the committee says the foreign payments of the Biden family now total over $20 million. Gee, where's the money? Where's the money, says Joe. And they released today in this memo, bank records, bank records. <laughs> they have suspicious activity reports. They have emails. They have photos. They have video. They have eyewitnesses. They have whistleblowers. What more do you want? I know it's, I, I know this campaign to discredit the story, beginning with the, uh, you know, the Biden team right down for all the Democrats and the media, their, their surrogates in the media will never stop. They will never really cover the story. But thankfully, the GOP controls the House and they can doggedly pursue this. They get the, the evidence of Joe Biden having dinner with Batterina, who shortly thereafter sent three and a half million dollars to, uh, to Hunter Biden to be dispersed among various Biden family members. Yeah, this is an, this is an one. <laughs> The memo says records provided uh, uh, Rakeshev, whose father-in-law was the mayor of the capital city of Astana at the time, used his company, Novatis Holdings, to wire $142,000 to Rosemont Seneca, and the next day, the same amount was wired out to a car dealership in New Jersey for a Fisker sports car for Hunter. (laughs) This crooked... Kazakhstani oligarch bought Hunter a Fisker for 142,000. His Chinese counterpart bought him a diamond worth 80, gave him a diamond worth $80,000. How do you explain that? Well, what did Hunter do to deserve a Fisker or a diamond other than introduce his crooked old man to these people? But, um, I want to get to Peter Schweitzer. What time is it? Let me get to Peter Schweitzer. Then we're going to get to the uh, 
latest on the cocaine, <laughs> Hunter Biden's cocaine, which was found in the White House on July 2nd. We have an update. And uh, I'm not buying it. I'm not believing it. And uh, uh, what else we got? We're going to get to uh, the worst political ad I think I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. We're going to look ahead to the debate in two weeks. And we're going to beg, like everyone else begged, Donald Trump has to be there. He has to be there just to see him and Chris Christie go toe-to-toe. That will be a heavyweight match I'm looking forward to. And pathetic, absolutely pathetic Mike Pence on stage. Trump will just chew him up and spin him out. And I'll be, uh, and I'll, I'll love to see it. Trump hasn't decided. By the way, he threw the question out to the crowd in New Hampshire, Wyndham, uh, New Hampshire, said, should I go to the debate? And it was overwhelmingly, yes, these people love Trump. They just, they just want him there. I mean, I realize he's got a big lead. He wants to sit on his lead. He's not going to lose the lead. It doesn't look like hell. He's going to get a bigger lead because he's going to get indicted again. But doesn't he have to be there? I mean, it's a debate. The only reason not to go is because you're scared. You know, you're afraid. And Trump, that's Trump's greatest strength. Get in there and mix it up. That's why he won in 2016 because it was great debate performances. Well, we need another one from you, Donald. We can't just have these guys all, you know, taking shots at you and you sitting somewhere else watching on TV. We need you there. Can't hurt. You're not going to lose any support. We need you there to go against Christie and Pence. We'll get that. We'll, we'll show you. We'll show you uh, how Mike Pence is prepping for this. He's just so pathetic. Uh, but I want to do this Schweitzer sound where he explains the real danger of having a president who is uh, who has been bought and paid for by these adversarial foreign governments. It's kind of a big deal. It's kind of a bigger deal than Trump uh, <laughs> saying, you know, the election was stolen. I know that's, I know that's all they're talking about on uh, in the mainstream media, but this is a really big deal. We'll get to that and lots more, but first. Excuse me. During these crazy and uncertain times, we can't talk enough about having reliable tools for self-defense for your family and yourself. Florida-based EAA Corp. specializes in providing exceptionally high-quality firearms to the U.S. market at an incredible value since 1990. Choose from a wide selection of unique and traditional pistols, revolvers, and shotguns. Whether you're looking for a concealed carry, competition pistol, or home defense shotgun, EAA has it. Their MC-1911 series fits the bill, and they're available in compact carry or full-size configurations. First-time gun owner? Well, the all-in-one 9mm MC-9 and MC-28 striker fire pistols come fully equipped in a sleek, light, ergonomic package ideal for everyday carry. Concealed carry has recently been approved in several new states during the last year with no permit required. This is because personal defense is a growing issue, and EAA Corp., has your answer. EAA's lineup includes shotguns for hunting, sporting, tactical, or personal defense that will exceed your expectations. There's a limited lifetime warranty on every firearm available from EAA. Visit eaacorp.com to learn more. That's eaacorp.com to shop for your personal firearm protection. All right, this uh, bombshell today will be, um, it'll be covered by you know, the same people that cover it, the New York Post, the Newsmax, Fox News, and the mainstream media will give it zero minutes proof that Joe Biden not only lied, but participated in his son's business dealings, uh, uh, facilitated 
things for these foreign oligarchs. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just, it's criminal. I mean, we have a, we have a traitor in the white house who has sold out his country and uh, the media doesn't care. They're going to do everything they can to protect him. But if you don't know who Peter Schweitzer is, you should, he's a great investigative reporter. He's written books uh, exposing corruption in Washington. He's exposed by the way, Mitch McConnell and his wife as, as being complete, uh, sellouts as well. But the focus of course is on the Biden crime family. He's, he went on with Larry Kudlow on Fox business and he just matter of factly lays out the, I mean, all the details, all the facts, all the numbers, all the, all the crimes. And you just can't, I mean, you, you listen and you go, Holy crap. This is worse than I thought. Yes, it is worse than you thought. It is treason at the highest level, selling out your country to adversarial countries. Again, this isn't England and France and Canada. This is China and Ukraine and Kazakhstan and Romania. These are countries rife with corruption. Those are the countries that were willing to pay for influence from Joe Biden because they needed it. You know, they needed it. They needed it. Burisma was a corrupt energy company on the brink of bankruptcy. They needed Joe Biden. Uh, and they got what they paid for. He saved the company and they sent him 10 million bucks. But listen to the, uh, Schweitzer described the real danger here. It's not just that Joe Biden got rich. He got a big beach house and his son got a Fisker and a Porsche and a diamond. It's the, it's our national security. This is the real scandal selling out your country to China and, (laughs) And uh, expecting the the commander in chief to be uh, to not be compromised at this point, it's kind of ridiculous. He is a compromised president. That's who we have in the White House, a man who has been compromised by his dirty business dealings. Let's listen. Yes, this is about corruption, but there is a huge national security intelligence component to this. The three Chinese businessmen that brought Hunter Biden all of his deals in China that total some $30 million, each and every one of those businessmen who's named in the laptop was business partners or connected to the highest levels of Chinese intelligence. So we should be thinking not just about quid pro quos, what Joe Biden was doing. We need to be thinking about the fact that Chinese businessmen were steering tens of millions of dollars to Hunter Biden. He was providing no discernible service in return. And each one of those businessmen has ties to the highest levels of Chinese intelligence. We need to think about it in that context as well. Peter Schweitzer, how much do you think these Chinese communist intel connections with all the pay for play money, how much has this compromised American foreign policy uh, with China by Joe Biden and his administration? How much? I think hugely. I mean, look, if you base it on the laptop and the suspicious activity report transfers uh, that have been released, they've received, the Bidens released some $31 million from these three Chinese businessmen. One of them, Che Feng, 
when he was setting up Hunter Biden on that BHR private equity deal. He was business partners at the same time with the vice minister, vice minister for state security in China. His job was recruiting foreign nationals to spy for China. Mm. Uh, Henry Zhao wired five million to Hunter Biden. At the same time, he was business partners with the family of the former minister of state security who ran the entire spy apparatus in China. And in fact, the five million wired to Hunter Biden came from a business called Harvest that this intelligence family was invested in. And then the CEFC energy deal, uh, Larry, Chairman Yi, before Chairman Yi took up that position, remember, he provided some $6 million to the Bidens. Before he took this energy position, he ran an organization that our government has said for more than a decade, mm. an organization is a front for the military intelligence apparatus in China. Wow. So this is a massive, massive problem. And the question remains, what were they being paid to do? Indeed. Well, I mean, what more do you need? Just casually explaining that the guys with ties to Chinese intelligence, the highest level of Chinese intelligence, guy whose job it was to find people to spy on us, are sending the vice president, now the president, millions and millions of dollars. And the media will not touch it, will not even consider it. I don't think Peter Schweitz has ever appeared on 60 Minutes, if I had to guess, or on uh, ABC Evening News or Good Morning America or Morning Joe. He's an unbelievable reporter who has all the all the receipts and they just don't care. They're just today. They're going to sit there and talk about Trump, 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 DeSantis, too. Well, oh, DeSantis is failing. How about you look at the president right now? How about you look at the crook in the White House uh, we kind of kind of know what he's all about at this point. And uh, he, he may have pulled it off for 50 years, but the jig is up. The guy's a crook. He has sold out this country to our enemies. And uh, you don't believe me? Listen to Peter Schweitzer. It's incredible. But uh, anyway, that's uh, um, that's not going to get any coverage. Not today, because... Uh, Donald Trump said something about uh, about uh, Chris Christie being a fat pig. We'll get to that. Yeah, let's do the uh, let's do this White House story because um, and it, it's no surprise to me that there's one flaw in this story. I'll get to it. This is from uh, the New York Post. A bag of cocaine found in the West Wing last month reportedly may have belonged to someone in the quote Biden family orbit, and the president knows who it is. Soldier of Fortune publisher Susan Katz Keating made the shocking claim citing three security sources in a report published Sunday, even texting a number linked to President Biden in a bid to sniff out the culprit. Now, she, who is the publisher of Soldier of Fortune, was a longtime Washington reporter. I believe she worked for the Washington Times, the Washington Free Beacon. She knows D.C. According to Keating, While the Secret Service publicly announced July 13th they had closed the investigation without identifying a suspect due, quote, lack of physical evidence. God, could these people be more corrupt, more in the tank? Authorities were able to follow enough clues to come up with a name and were confident enough in their detective work to inform the commander-in-chief, if you want the name, ask Joe Biden, a source told Keating. He knows who it is. Now, here's the flaw. Ready? 
it was someone within the Biden family orbit, and it wasn't Hunter, a second source said. <laughs> Keating then, it's it's a long thing where she got the number, uh, a number, texted it, tried to get an answer from Biden. Uh, a trusted source tells me the Secret Service gave the name of the person who brought the cocaine into the mansion. Is this true? And if so, can you please confirm the name? Uh, the message was not returned. She messaged John, uh, Joe Biden for response and did not get a response. Okay. I, obviously, the first part is completely believable. They know who Coke it was. And Joe Biden knows who Coke it was. But the idea that it's a family member but not Hunter? I'm sorry. We saw we saw the video on the 4th of July. Hunter is coked out of his mind on the balcony. Now, some people claim you can see him take a little toot. He turns his head away from the uh, cameras and from the uh, from Jill and, and Joe's parents. Uh, I don't know if he was actually taking a little toot, but he was coked out of his mind. We, anyone who's had someone in their lives who has a problem with cocaine knows that look. The idea that it had it wasn't Hunter. I mean, the only way it wouldn't be Hunter is if someone else was getting the coke for Hunter. If his wife or whatever, some, if, or, I don't know, Joe or Jill or someone else, some other family member was getting coke for him and they left it there. Or, I mean, you don't just, uh, Hunter has to get the coke somewhere. You don't just drive down the street and find the local coke dealer. Someone has to bring it to him. Someone brought it to him. They know who it is. They're covering for Hunter the most protected man in Washington. I have no doubt it was Hunter's Coke. They know it was Hunter's Coke. They have his fingerprints, his DNA. They have cameras. They know it was Hunter's Coke. But if Hunter, if they admitted it, Hunter would have violated the, the ridiculous sweetheart deal he made, which has since been blown up. But he would have had to go to prison. And they're never, ever going to allow Hunter to go to prison, so they have to cover it up. Obviously, the Secret Service is completely corrupt in the tank for Biden. And uh, they're doing their duty. But uh, I don't think this story goes anywhere because everybody knows Joe Biden knows whose coke it is. Everybody knows the Secret Service knows whose coke it is. Everyone knows it's a cover up, just another cover up to protect the first scumbag Hunter Biden. But uh, that uh, that uh, story just broke last night. It's good for a laugh. It's good for a laugh. You know, yeah. Hey, they know whose coke it is. They're just not going to tell us. They will never tell us. They will never. Joe Biden will protect his son for two reasons. It's his son. And Hunter knows everything. I mean, the greatest witness against Joe Biden would be Hunter Biden if they ever had a falling out. That's why this Eric Schwering thing is so interesting. He knows everything. He's been to the White House and the uh, Naval Observatory 36 times. He could tie, I think, if Schwering comes clean, he could tie Barack Obama to the Biden scandals. You don't go to the White House 36 times and jo- and Barack Obama doesn't say, hey, what is that guy doing here again? You know, what are you doing in Ukraine? Joe Biden went to Ukraine with four days left in their term to tie up some loose ends. Barack Obama knew that. He knew exactly what, un- what Joe Biden was up to. It's always going to be tough to tie things to Barack Obama because he is, will all- he's the darling of the media. They'll do everything they can to protect him, but... It's hard to believe Barack Obama, unless he's a total fool, and he's not, uh, didn't know what the Biden family was up to. But the uh, the cocaine, by the way, if that was anyone else's but Hunter's, they would have been thrown under the bus to prove a point that it wasn't. So I think that just answers itself. (laughs) 
That's true. I mean, but who else would, obviously it has to be a family member because they get a special entrance. They don't get, they don't have to empty their pockets. They don't get searched. So it's obviously a family member. You think it's Jill? You think it's Joe? You think it's Hunter's wife? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I think it's one of the other kids. I mean, maybe uh, his daughter, she's had drug problems too, but you know, I'm sure. Runs Hunter, the family. Hunter, Hunter, we saw him. We saw him. We know he was coked up. I mean, there's no denying that. It's Hunter's. And the cover-up continues. All right, let's get to uh, my favorite uh, TV commercial of this campaign season. We've seen a few. God knows. Uh, Donald Trump has spent like $20 million trying to destroy Ron DeSantis, and he succeeded for the most part, I guess. That's what $20 million will get you. And lots of uh, influences on in social media have destroyed DeSantis. I'd say DeSantis's last chance will be two weeks from tonight when they have the first debate. DeSantis needs a huge performance. I hope he has one. I would love to see this uh, race be competitive. I mean, who wants him? Why do you want Donald Trump to just walk away with it? I want them to fight. I want them to fight it out. I want the best man to win. I know uh, I was rooting for DeSantis. Hey, I'll support whoever the nominee is, whatever it takes to stop Joe Biden. But it ain't going to be this guy. Why is Mike Pence running? I know we ask that a lot of times about every candidate. Why are they running? Well, for a number of reasons. You want to raise your profile. You want to raise money. You, you, you enjoy the, the experience. Vivek Ramaswamy seems to be enjoying the experience. He won't be president. But, man, is he raising his profile and winning lots of fans. So I understand why Vivek, Vivek is running. Makes all the sense in the world. Why is this guy running? He was vice president. He was in Congress. He was a talk show host in, in Indianapolis. I assume he's got money. I know he travels the world giving speeches for lots of money. Um, so he's all set. He doesn't need the job. He doesn't need the work. Why is he putting himself through this? He's an embarrassment. And the Trump people hate him. So he can't speak in public. He can't go out there and shake hands without getting heckled by the Trumpkins. And uh, he made the debate. Just barely, he made the debate. He will be, he's a, he's a terrible debater. He's a stiff, staid, boring guy. It doesn't matter who he's going against any of those guys. DeSantis, Vivek, Christie, Tim Scott, they'll all, they'll all beat him in a debate if they square off, you know, one-on-one. It's not going to go well for him, but uh, this was his commercial just released. I'm not sure if it was his first commercial, but this is so embarrassing. Here he is at a gas station, if you haven't seen it yet, in a red pickup truck. I guess he's talking about energy independence. It's a good, good topic, but uh, he's uh, filling his tank. But uh, see if he can spot the flaw as uh, Mike Pence stops to get gas and tell us why he should be uh, our next president. Go ahead. Hey, everybody. Mike Pence here. Remember $2 a gallon gas? I do. And then Joe Biden became president of the United States and launched his war on energy. Since that time, gasoline prices are up 60 percent. Electricity prices are up 25 percent. Joe Biden's war on energy is causing real hardship for working families, small businesses and family farms. But we've got a plan to relieve all of that. We just unveiled the Pence energy plan that will not only put. Why, why would you do this? Why would you do this? If you're writing the script or you're the director of this commercial, why don't you? 
have him push the button and pick the right octane and uh, and put his credit card in. That'd be too easy. Everybody watching knows you don't just grab the pump and fill your tank. You have to put a credit card in. You have to pick, you know, regular, uh, super, supreme. He doesn't do any of that. So while he's filling, the, the pump is beeping. That's what happens if you don't pick the the blend and you don't put your credit card in. So obviously, if you're watching, you said, hey, Mike, Mike, you got to put a credit card in. And, and it's distracting. I didn't even hear what he said. Talking about price of gas. I didn't even hear it. I'm watching say, you can't just stick a nozzle in and fill your tank. We know that. Everyone knows that. Maybe he's never filled his own tank. Maybe he has people to do that for him. But that's just embarrassing. Everything he does, I mean, I'm, I feel he doesn't seem like a bad guy, but he's just he's just cannon fodder. He's just going to get destroyed. And uh, he's another reason I'm hoping Trump shows up. Because you know what? If Trump says, I'm coming to the debate, Pence won't sleep for a week. He'll no. be looking and say, he's going to destroy me. The crowd in Wisconsin, I don't care where it is, the crowd is not going to treat him well. The other candidates aren't going to treat him well. I mean, anytime the, there's a group of Trump supporters around, they're just going to shout him down. He's never going to get a word in. Trump, as I said, threw the question to the crowd in New Hampshire, and they said yes, essentially voted by cheering. They said yes, go to the debate. I'm hoping. We're hoping. I know we met with some Fox executives. They're trying to talk him into showing up. After yesterday, I think I'm leaning towards, yes, he shows up because Chris Christie is serving a purpose. I mean, obviously he's a disgusting slob uh, who's just, you know, who's just playing a role here. He's, he's serving the, his, his master. He works for ABC. He, he goes on with morning Joe, he, you know, the mainstream, he's the mainstream media's favorite Republican because he hates Trump and he's aggressive and he's going after Trump. They're all saying he's, well, Trump yesterday, is this Trump and Wyndham? Uh, yeah, I, I got him. Uh, I got either him talking about Chris Christie, him talking about the AC, or asking about the debate. Let's uh, let's uh, do him on Chris Christie yesterday. <laughs> because <laughs> why? And th- this seemed, from all accounts, just completely out of nowhere, <laughs> which is the funniest part let's- of it. <laughs> Who's good? No, no, Christie's he's eating right now. He can't be bothered. <laughs> Sir, please do not call him a fat pig. That's very disrespectful. Don't call him. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm trying to be nice. Don't call him a fat pig. You can't do it. You can't do that. So now, because you're not allowed to do that, and therefore uh, we're not going to do it, okay? We want to be very civil, right? So the latest <laughs> he and Chris Christie tweets out, uh, uh, I dare you to say that to my face. See, Mike Pence can't do this. None of these other candidates can can do it. Christie can because Christie has no uh, you know, illusions. He's not going to be president. He's not going to win. He's there to beat up Trump for his friends in the mainstream media, the Democrat party, he's going to make money. He's going to have a lifetime deal with meet the press and, and, and he's going to get to earn the undying love of, of Joe and Mika. That's his goal. But he's also, he's a little crazy. He's brash. He's arrogant. He's loud. He's obnoxious. And he just wants to bloody up Trump. So I'm, I'm all for it. 
I mean, I'm, I'm all for it. I, I don't even know. If I, I, hell, if Christy and Trump show up, I don't even think we need anyone else. Just those two going at it. But he tweeted, has Trump reacted, by the way, since then? Christy saying, why don't you say that to my face, tough guy? Which was a good response. I mean, say it to his face. I mean, you really have to be pretty, pretty sloppy to have Trump calling you fat. <laughs> I don't know. Judging by uh, the softball uniform, I'd say... Oh, I don't even want to look at that. It doesn't matter what he wears. He was in Ukraine the other day. And every time I see him travel somewhere, I just think of the person in the middle seat next to him. I mean, there's someone tweeted uh, like a month ago of him passed out on a plane and he's just so sloppy and sloppy and just spreading out. And you can, I mean, just looking at it on video, you can almost smell him. It's just the, the idea that this guy would travel to Ukraine and, or anywhere and, and, uh, the poor people in the same aisle. But uh, yeah, do, let me do, do Trump quickly when asked, when he asks the crowd, should he show up in two weeks in Wisconsin for the debate? Uh, I think even though they love him and they want him to win, they know this thing will be just great theater. They, they, and they don't think he's going to lose, not going to lose support in the debate. So they want him there. He belongs there. Go ahead, play it. They're all saying, is he going to go into the debate? And I say, I don't know. If you're leading by 50 and 60 and 70 points, do you do that or not? I don't know. Should I? Okay, you ready? Poll. We take a free poll. Should I do the debate? (laughs) Well, maybe we'll do something else. You know, see, some people say yes, but they hate to say yes. That is overwhelming support from his biggest supporters. They want him there. He has to be there. By the way, the second debate that just announced is going to be hosted by Fox Business. This is two debates, uh, both hosted by Fox, which he hates. You know, Paul Ryan and all that. Um, So is he going to skip the second one, too? I I don't know. I guess he could hold a rally, counter-program, steal some of the ratings, steal some of the attention. All the, you know, real devoted Trumpkins will say it's brilliant. Oh, yeah, it's brilliant. He's not on the debate stage. But you can't mock Biden for not debating RFK if you don't debate Chris Christie, you know? I mean, he probably will, but that takes away that card. If you don't show up in, in, in Wisconsin, Donald, you can't mock Biden who's running scared from RFK Jr. Simple. If you show up, then all the bets are off. Go nuts. Go nuts. But uh, all right, before we uh, let's, uh, uh, I want to do this Orioles story. An update. We got an update on the Orioles story, but I have to do this story out of Massachusetts too. It's incredible what's happened to our home state. You can't adopt a kid now unless you buy into the insane LBGTQ cult. Uh, <laughs> we'll give you some details on that and the latest of Kevin Brown, the play-by-play guy. This suspension, the best thing that ever happened to him. This is the greatest thing to happen to this career, to the career of this young play-by-play guy. The Angelo did him a great favor. We'll give you an update and more, but first. Excuse me. As you know, Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. This is your spring project, people. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great uh, values on designs that will fit your home. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade 
the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. Make your front steps the talk of the town and do it now. Do it this spring. No reason not to. You know that removing the stairs is a pain. They're heavy. They're awkward. And where do you take them when you get rid of them? Shea will take care of all that for you. They Leave it to them. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you'll get a brand-new front entrance. Learn more at SheaConcrete.com. And while you're there, you can look for a job. Shea Concrete is hiring. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people and skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. That's it. Go to shakeconcrete.com. All right, before we get to the uh, latest on the Orioles' insane suspension of their play-by-play guy, I have to do this story because it's a, it's a local. Uh, it's Massachusetts. Two things happened in Massachusetts yesterday. One, the governor, big open borders, big sanctuary state, Maura Healy, said because we have 5,600 illegal aliens, or illegal alien families that have uh, invaded the state of Massachusetts. She's asking, and she's putting them in hotels. Obviously, they get they get money and phones and food and driver's licenses and and, uh, and nice hotel rooms. Uh, she's asking people to uh, house them. You know, do your part. If you voted for Maura Healy, if you voted for Mayor Wu, if you vote for Whit Liz Warren, Ed Markey, these are all open borders radicals. These are all supporters of sanctuary policies, then do your part. Uh, I mean, I'd like to know. Liz Warren has a mansion worth like 8 million bucks in Cambridge. I'm sure she could fit lots of illegal aliens in that home. Ed Markey, same thing. John Kerry, he's got homes all over the place. Big home on Beacon Hill. He's never there. How many illegal immigrants is he going to take in? I mean, plenty of room on Martha's Vineyard. We know that. They have lots of room to house. Well, well, but they don't, they don't, they don't like those kind of people. Not those kind of people. I love when they do this. Eric Adams, same thing. These are big sanctuary supporters until it actually comes to their doorstep. Then they're not so big on that. By the way, 5,600, there are border towns, small towns in Texas who take that many in per week or see that many enter their town per week. We got 5,600 total in Massachusetts, and she declares a state of emergency. Here's the other story from the insane People's Republic of Massachusetts. This is from uh, the Daily Caller. A Catholic couple is suing Massachusetts state officials after allegedly being told they were unable to foster children due to their religious beliefs about marriage and sexuality, according to court documents Mike and Kitty Burke. Went through the process to get certified to begin fostering children in 2022, but were deemed unfit by the Mass Department of Children and Families after a series of home visits. The couple filed a lawsuit arguing that the state was deliberately discriminating against them because of their faith, which they are absolutely doing. Uh, After months of interviews and training, after years of heartbreak, we were on the verge of finally becoming parents, the Burke said. We were absolutely devastated to learn that Massachusetts would rather let children sleep in the hallways of hospitals than let us welcome children into our home. They had several home visits, and they said most questions pertain to their beliefs on gender, sexuality, and marriage. The couple said that a child who identifies as LBGTQ would not receive less love from them 
But Kitty added that she felt they should live a chaste life. A child? Yeah, of course. <laughs> what parent doesn't want? Uh, and Mike explained he would like to have conversations with the child. Well, that was enough. They were, uh, by the way, they believe in, in traditional marriage because they're Christians. They have been uh, blackballed. No kids for you. The kids will stay in foster homes. They, I mean, they will stay, they will stay out of this foster home. Um, uh, their lawyer says, Massachusetts leave the Burks and families of faith out in the cold. How can they explain this to children waiting for a home? They have, they would rather leave them in hallways of hospitals than go to a Christian family that doesn't believe in the LBGTQ cult. Disgraceful as usual from the state of Massachusetts, where the Catholic Charities, the biggest adoption agency in the state, was put out of business because they wouldn't, they didn't believe in putting babies with same-sex couples. They just put out, they weren't allowed to even, you know, handle some adoptions, just not all. They were put out of business. All right, before we go, here's how the crowd in Baltimore reacted to the Orioles' decision to suspend their play-by-play guy for telling the truth, for stating facts, for saying the team used to stink, and now they're good. He was suspended by the Angelos's, Peter and uh, the owners, Peter and John, for, uh, I guess, I don't know, telling the truth about their team. I don't think it's working out the way the owners had hoped. This guy, man, what a great break Kevin Brown got. He got a couple of weeks off in the summer, and he's more popular than ever. Here's how the crowd reacted in Baltimore last night. And the chance of free Kevin Brown raining down. The Orioles television play-by-play announcer. Love this fan base standing behind their announcer. The story Kevin Brown made some extremely benign comments, was not well, even critical. But somebody in upper management, many believe it is the owner, made a decision to take him off the air. That's crazy. Now, how was that? that? I mean, I never heard of Kevin Brown. I mean, never heard of most play by play guys. This guy's famous now. He's young. I guess he's pretty good at the job. He's going to, he's going places now because of this, because these idiot owners decided to suspend him for nothing. God, it's incredible. But anyway, good for him. Good for Kevin Brown. I hope he's enjoying his vacation. He's going to, you know what? Someone tweeted, he should demand a contract extension and a raise because they can't fire him now. They have to bring him back. That's uh, and that's a good thing. All right. We got to leave it there for today. Thanks to everyone for listening and commenting. Uh, I should have read some of these comments. Look at them all. But uh, thanks, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we will do it again tomorrow. God save the queen, man. Am I the only one here tonight? Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com listen.